Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The film is called Strangers on the Earth. And it is the story of, um, well, it's a lot of different stories. And you know what? I'm not going to try and mangle the introduction. I'm just going to bring Tristan Cook, the director of Strangers on the Earth, here to explain. Tristan, tell us in, in your words the story behind the film. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I am so happy to be here today. And actually, um, you know, we're the film is itself about a famous pilgrimage, so I decided to make slightly less famous pilgrimage from downtown LA to the studios of KUCI. Um, And uh, as advertised to me, it was a bit of an odyssey getting down here. It was a lot of fun. I think even Google um, lists the directions in epic poem format. But um, the, the documentary strangers on the earth, which I directed is a, is in, in for all intents and purposes, it's a, an, essayistic meditation on the Camino de Santiago, which okay. is a famous pilgrimage in northern Spain. And and actually, by extension, uh, there are routes all over Europe that lead to um, the final resting place, what, what's believed to be the final resting place of St. James, um, St. James the Greater. And that is Santiago de Compostela in Galicia in, in northwestern Spain. Right. So um, in the film... Uh, the the kind of secular backbone against this spiritual backdrop is uh, a cellist named Dane, Dane Johansson. Dane is a cellist in the Cleveland Orchestra, and he is walking this 600-mile path with his instrument on his back, yeah. performing Bach cello suites for his fellow pilgrims in 36 ancient churches along the way, stopping every night to kind of set down, play a little concert. Um, and around him, there are characters of, of all stripes walking the path. And we, you know, we met people who uh, were dealing with the death of a loved one, um, who were recovering addicts. We met people who had just gotten fired from their job and were looking for something else to do. Mm. We met people who were just there for a vacation. Um, so, so it really, it, it runs the gamut yeah. and it is a collection. I like to think of it as a collection of, um, lost souls yeah. kind of wandering in this metaphysical desert right. <laughs> looking for meaning. Right. In a very modern way, sort of a, a designated wandering zone, right? People where there where there is history, as you describe. Uh, there's there are the churches. There is this beautiful scenery. We go from all kinds of different topography and weather systems or weather climate, and it, it is uh, it's wonderful. And the through line is Dane Johansson, right? In his in his quest as well his quest to be one of the pilgrims as well as to add a kind of a soundtrack to the lives of the people who he meets along the way. Would that be a fair way? I, I think so. And, and actually for me, it, it was it, my, my idea about Dane's own journey developed as we went because um, I, I kind of approach just about everything in life 
with the this preconceived notion that nothing is sacred um, <laughs> and that it has to you know it can prove itself to me to be sacred right. um, it can't just be sacred up front and yet oh, I'll tell you that music of Bach yeah that music of Bach um, by the end of the filming that was the thing that stuck out to me the most uh, even amidst this you know thousand year old trek and all the churches that we saw that were 500 plus years old um you know all the great baroque retablos and churches and and all the scenery and everything it was the bach that 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 stuck with me well in watching the film uh i i agree that it's uh there there are a lot of different stories a lot of people we hear as you were describing they're they're sort of why they're there what brought them to this um but it is a kind of stunning kind of um i say break that's not the right word but this sort of this this part of the film when you get to it and you hear him and you hear i'm not an expert on bach uh but he seems to me to be very accomplished he seems like an extremely good musician even though he's at some point complaining about how cold it is and how tough it is to rehearse and all but to hear it and to hear kind of to watch the reaction of the people listening to it as well very cool part of the film it's funny that people often people in music often um make the the maybe uncomfortable comparison of comparing Bach to God in terms of the musical structure of of classical composers and and actually I, I don't know too many believers um of any faith who actually have heard Bach's music who who would begrudge him that comparison. <laughs> Um, it, it it is quite something. And what do you what do you attribute that to? Is it sort of the stately, the sort of dramatic, uh, sort of composition of it? How how would you say if there is a if there is a way to put it into words? I, there are many different aspects of it, but for me, I think chief among them is there is an otherworldly feeling in his music, oh. um, and in, in particular in these cello suites, which we feature in the film. Right. It is like music that that feels as if it's being broadcast from another universe um it it is at once timeless i mean it's 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 antique music it's you know a couple hundred years old but it is timeless and it drives straight to 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 your soul i will will say this again not an expert in the field of uh, classical music but and in and in dane's playing of it there's something I would say, and this is the wrong, I know I'm using the wrong words here, unmelodic about it. There's something very piercing about the sound itself, whatever he's extracting from the cello. It, it, it doesn't, it's not a smooth or easy listen, right? It demands your attention immediately, right? And it's, it, I don't know exactly, but I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm kind of relating it back to what I was listening to in the film. And, and I think that that actually plays perfectly into the subject matter of yeah. the film because it's it's about finding the hidden pleasures beneath what on the surface is well it's just you know it could be construed as suffering or as mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as difficult or um you know slow or just meditative um digging a little bit deeper yeah. into it is where the pleasures really come out yeah we're, excuse me, we're speaking with Tristan Cook, and he's the director of a film that's coming out today here in Los Angeles. At the, You're going to be, are you in town for, uh, you're at the music, uh, uh, the Monica? Lemley Music Hall. Music Hall, yep. three. And you're, and you're going to be at the screening tonight? I'll be at the screening tonight at 7.20 p.m. 
uh, to do a Q&A. I'll be there t- tomorrow night, Saturday, okay. 7.20 p.m., and then Sunday afternoon at 12 noon. Okay. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here to play ball. <laughs> you are. That's fantastic. And it's a great location, by the way. People who listen to the show know it's right. It's on Wilshire Boulevard. They say Los Angeles, really Beverly Hills, you know, people. So it's a nice, it's a beautiful area. Uh, and if you want to drop a few thousand dollars on Rodeo Drive, you're, you're right there. You're not very far from there. But it's a great, it, and, the, and it's a, it's one of those theaters where uh, the people who put the, uh, the, the program together are into it. They care. They care about what they're presenting so it's very yeah. very cool to watch and I, I brought my poodle with me to get it groomed while uh <laughs> while the film is playing excellent. so just right around the corner excellent excellent i believe also i, I could be wrong but isn't no say chape playing there as well yes because i'm very excited well, to see that if well, i have a chance it's i know it's at the monica okay, film center okay. yeah but yeah it's in the family of right Lemley. it's in the lemley th- family right, I'm gonna and try to see i know that, that michael is in town or jeffrey jeffrey zimbalist there's michael and jeffrey zimbalist the people who did it uh, uh, directed the film. Our uh, Jeffrey's in town. I know that. Okay. And we'll be interviewing Michael by phone in a little bit. So, uh, well, there's and again, you know, something about you coming here that kind of sort of harkens to this journey. You must be someone who is either was this sort of type of person to start with, or after doing this film, you become someone of a seeker, if you will. Is that is that fair to say, or is that? I, I think I, it's definitely true. And my own personal evolution was that I became even more of a seeker after the film because I had to live vicariously through all these different pilgrims while we were there. And then what I like to tell people, well, what they say on the Camino is your Camino starts after you leave the Camino. Mm. The re- and as if to say, you know, that famous line, um, the rest of your life starts today or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the Camino begins when you go home because then you start to u- then you start to use the lessons that you learned uh, in your life um, and you put them into practice. For me, that meant, you know, building the film. I mean, we went there and shot it and we had a pretty good idea of the uh, risks that we would take huh. in how we were going to approach the filmmaking. We can talk a little bit about that. But, but then actually putting that in t- together, editing that, into a digestible package that was my camino <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that's I, you know that's as a filmmaker this is the challenge always right you have whether it be a narrative film you you have you have your roadmap you know where you're going to start you know where you're going to end with a documentary film i've heard from multiple documentary filmmakers and i know it's true is that you do not end up with the film you started making Right. It's it's it is that journey. And it is, as you said, once you get back into the uh, once you've looked at your footage, you start to see storylines. You see people that emerge that are, are very compelling stories. And you have some very compelling people in the film, in addition to Dane, but a lot of very uh, stories that I, I think anyone would relate to. You know, right. People who were at a point in their life and they found that this was what they needed. Yeah, and, and you know, the driving force behind how we decided to treat those stories early on was to focus on the universal journey of the pilgrim, this kind of um, metaphysical flow of bodies. 300,000 plus people walk this every year now, and people have been doing this for a thousand or more years. So all of these human bodies moving, all of these souls moving east to west, 600 miles with a a similar goal in mind, a similar destination, 
the same route, the same route, but different ways about of going about it. Um, so while we do in the film celebrate the differences of of the people that we find and, and celebrate what makes us different, um, our our main kind of twist in how we approached this documentary was to look at, well, how are we the same? How have we been doing this? Why do we do this, this pilgrimage? What is pilgrimage? Um, so, so what, so the way that that translates into the film is you actually never see a talking head. We have no talking heads interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, we, you, you hear the voices piped in straight into your brain as if they're your own thoughts Mm -hmm. and as if you yourself, the viewer, are the pilgrim on the Camino making the trek. Right. And you see all sort of flavors of people committed to kind of the spiritual aspect of it, right? You've got people that feel like they're tourists. They're sort of, this is sort of a drive-by for them. They want to be able to tell their grandkids that they did this kind of thing. Then there are those people who are committed that something might have happened in their life recently that caused this sort of reflection or they're at a point in their life, maybe at a certain age, there's there's that, and then there's a couple of people who along the way, and I'm thinking of the the man and the woman, the man who talks about how he met this woman, and and all of a sudden she's in his life, and she he's not quite sure why she's there, but they seem to be traveling together, and then it, there's sort of all these different sort of false starts, if you will, in in the film, and and also very spiritual and very very sort of um, satisfactory kind of uh, resolutions, or not resolutions, but satisfactory outcomes to the to the journey. Yeah, so it's, got them all. <laughs> it, it's a it's a very the, the the social scene there is interesting. I like to think of it as like a summer camp on wheels. <laughs> um, and the the scene that you mentioned earlier is it's a scene where a, a gentleman talks about how he actually got into a, a kind of a relationship with someone there. This is very common, I'm told. Okay, um, well, I we we, that, yeah. we came across it maybe once or twice, but but in this case, we actually decided we wanted to kind of try and capture a little bit about it, and. Um, yeah, their relationship. I mean, the whole Camino takes about six weeks if you're walking the entire and thing. And how how long is it again? For um, how how many miles are we talking? It's it's uh, it's 600 miles from the French border to the northwest of Spain, okay. um, and it's all kinds of terrains. And you you essentially begin in the Pyrenees, and it's rough, <laughs> and then and yet it's beautiful. So you can kind of right. <laughs> stand it. Right. Um, when you get to the middle section, that's hot and flat and sort of boring. Well, there's and, one part and, that goes by an airport. I don't know where that yeah. was. <laughs> and 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 actually, <laughs> my one of my directives to my crew, especially to the the trail crew, because we divided the crew up into two. Usually, every day we had a true a crew on the trail who was out shooting on the trail, and then we had a separate crew, a unit that would go ahead to the next town and film pilgrims coming off for interviews. Or record them for interviews, um, or do some pre- some scouting. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so one of my directives to the crew that was on the trail was, let's not make this just a postcard uh, film. Let's try and get some some layers of you know modern society and what it's like to to walk on this pilgrimage now. Right. Okay. Well. Um let, I, I do want to talk about sort of. I know the logistics of that. We talked a little bit about this uh, off off mic, but um, you know, it'd be great for you to say I walked this entire thing, but that's not practical. If you're making a film, maybe another time you'll 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 become a more a, more of the pilgrim in this. Uh, but uh, talk a little bit about the logistics of doing this. Yeah, 
So we had a crew of nine people, and what we had to do was um, we had to break up the crew into, as I mentioned, two crews, one trail crew and one crew that was using a support vehicle to sort of jump around from town to town. Mm -hmm. The towns are only spread out about um, every 5 to 20 kilometers. So you you actually, um, you know, you, you the, the people who are walking will cover that distance during the day with film equipment, which is which can get quite heavy, mm-hmm. um, heavier than a cello, I might add. <laughs> um, but but then the uh, that allowed me to just be fresh. I got some advice early on that from a filmmaker friend of mine who was covering a man who was walking uh, across the, the the United States on foot, and. She said to me, whatever you do, don't walk yourself. So I was able to walk only about half of the journey, if even that. And those days that I did walk, I barely got anything done. You're just gassed. You get to the end of the trail and and you just think, just let me go to sleep. (laughs) Well, I've been on film sets. I've actually done some sort of... uh, uh, gopher kind of stuff on on film sets and it's shockingly exhausting it's the standing around or this the sudden movement to do something there's a lot of kind of tension on sets which adds to that but also all of a sudden you're doing stuff and then a lot of the equipment is a lot heavier than i think anyone has any idea it is so there's a lot to be done just in the bare minimum to get a film done so i can appreciate what you're talking about and Imagine walking on a trail. Okay, so we would get up at the crack of dawn, yeah. get out on the trail, try to get a little bit of distance out ahead of what we would call the pilgrim rush hour when all the pilgrims are on the trail. Right. And they're, they themselves are eager to get to the next town so they can get into the, the you know their albergue, their hostel, yeah. so they can get a bed before the beds all sell right. out. Right. So if you stop and and set up a shot and you see the you know this flow of pilgrims coming uh that in that in itself might take you 10 15 minutes but you but 100 people will go by you and then if you do that two or three more yeah, times right. in the morning suddenly it's 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 early still suddenly it's 8:30 or 9 and there are no pilgrims left on yeah. the trail they're all ahead of you so then you're playing catch up wow. It's a great film. I, I really appreciate you coming in, first of all. Thank you so much, Tristan, for being here. It's but been my pleasure. It, it's really a really well-done film. And it does – it hits it, – it just kind of hits all the marks in terms of uh, – it's it's enjoyable to watch. Great soundtrack, to be honest. I mean, really is beautiful. Uh, interesting stories. And um, I, as I, I like to say, uh, the, the beauty of film and the beauty of uh, in documentaries is you go to a place that you would otherwise probably never go. Most people will never do this. Ne- they may not. I didn't know about this even. So the fact is, is we're transported to this place, this wonderful place, we, and it plays out in a way that at the end of it, it's just a very satisfying film to watch. It just feels like uh, I, I like those people. I want to I do this now. I do. I want to do this. I don't, I don't know if that's, that's I think that's as good of an endorsement as you can you can have is this is something that I would love to be a part of and by taking me there it, you know you've you've made that happen for me and I think uh, people who are interested in the film they should see you tonight at the Lemley Music Hall three on Wilshire Boulevard for a Q and A it's a seven twenty seven twenty show and you'll be there tomorrow night and then you said for this Sunday a it's twelve noon twelve noon screening as well and the film runs until June seventh. At yeah, the music hall. At the music hall. 
Fantastic, and hopefully rolling out beyond that. And you've been you're you're supported by uh, is it uh, f- uh, first, first Run? Yeah, we're distributed by First Run Features, right? And you great in, company. It, yeah, you can go to First Run and find out more, as well as you can go to um, the FilmSchoolRadio.com website. There's um, will be posted uh, all of the information that we're talking about, as well as our interview. We'll have up today. And, it, and edit in for people who want to listen again because they just are so beguiled by by my my conversational skills so there you go so thank you so much for for being here today tristan it, it really has been a pleasure it has been my pleasure thank, thank you, you for having me oh you're very welcome again the film is called strangers on the earth and we've been speaking with the uh, director tristan cook You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.